Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. Tonight's episode is titled, Jacob Takes Leah and Rachel to Wife. We'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful word. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather and hear directly from you. We pray, may you take these words and may you bring them to life in our hearts and change our natures more into the image of Christ. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Genesis chapter 29. I trust you'll find it a blessing. Chapter 29 Then Jacob went on his journey, and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well, and behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near, and rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel, and lifted up his voice, and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him, and embraced him, and kissed him, and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone, and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place, and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening, that he took Leah his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for a handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country, to give the younger before the firstborn, 
Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also, for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction, now therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and left bearing. Up next, we shall listen to a message titled Israel and the Church, Part 1. This was preached by Reverend William Branham in 1953 on March the 25th. We'll begin at paragraph 129 up to paragraph 161. I trust you find it a blessing. Hey Amen. Say, I'm getting late here. Holler at me just a little bit back there, brethren, if I get just a little too long. I got to get the children of Israel down in here just in a minute, but I want to show you how this is God's business to do these things. You still love me? All right. I just keep praying for me. All right. I just let me cool down just a little then. Now, just a moment. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they the children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That it is they which are the, the children of the flesh, those are not the children of God, but the children of the promise. Oh, look at that. Are counted for the seed. The children of the promise. Promise what? What kind of a promise? That God promised before the foundation of the world. He called them. That's the seed. Not because you quit doing this and quit doing that and quit lying, quit stealing. That's just moral acts. A good citizen will do that. You can't call yourself a Christian yet. Until something in here has happened. Until you're regenerated. Uh, something has happened in here. Notice. For this is the word of the promise. As this time I will come and Sarah shall bear a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, listen to this now, even by our father Isaac, put on your jacket, get your helmet ready, this will turn you around. For the children being not yet born, this is Esau and Jacob, neither having done good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election, I'm letting that soak a long time. Wake up now, just a little one. Esau and Jacob, before either child was born, before they even knew what was right and wrong, 
that the election of God might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. I thought you quit eating meat to get saved. You have nothing to do with it. If you're saved, God called you before the foundation of the world and saved you. Is that right? Now watch. As it is written, as it is said to her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. Before either child was born, God said, I love one and hate the other one. Is that God's word? Amen. I'm not responsible for her. Nothing but to preach it. Now, election is nothing you have to do. It's what God's done. God did it in Christ for you before the foundation of the world. All the Father has given me will come to me. Hallelujah. Oh my. Excuse me. I'm not excited, but I'm happy. All the Father has given me will come to me, and he that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. He that eats by flesh and drinks by blood, worthily, by which receives the Spirit, hath everlasting life. I'll raise him up in the last day. What you fearing? God has promised unconditional. That love of God's reigning in your heart, and you know that you've passed some death in life. You love everybody, and the whole world has become different to you. And she's anchored right there, nothing moves you. Just be happy and move on. Glory to God. Let nothing turn you around. Oh, you might get out and get cold and get shook up a little bit, but that seed of God will remain true. The Bible said, though we disbelieve, yet he cannot. He's true. He stands faithful. Now watch. Let's read. What shall we then, what shall we say then? Listen, Paul. Is there unrighteousness in God? God forbid. Is there unrighteousness? For he said unto Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, if it is not of him that willeth, or you say, glory to God, hallelujah, I'll get saved before I die. You will. God has something to say about that. Not him that will, no. So, nor him that runneth, what? But of God... That showeth mercy. It's not him that runneth or him that willeth. It's God that showeth mercy. It's God's election. God does what he wants to. Now notice. Just a little farther. I've got it marked up here with red letters so much all covered over to I just can't hardly get to see it. It's, it's, I've read it so much in here. For the... I don't know what that is there. It's a... Yes, it's rubbed over. It says here, I've got all blotted out with red ink in there. The scriptures, I'll get my other Bible tomorrow night, which saith, Pharaoh, even for these, this same purpose, have I raised him up. 
that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be uh, declared into all throughout all the earth. God raised up Pharaoh and hardened his heart for that purpose. God raised up Judas Iscariot. He was born here, the son of perdition. Is that right? God told Esau and, and Jacob, before he was ever born, told his mother all about what was going to take place. One he had hated and the other he had loved. Is that true? So it's God who does all things in all things, and you have nothing to do with it. And if God has called you, the love of God is ringing in your heart and all that His call will come to Him and none of it will be lost. God's promised, He said, none of them shall be lost. All the Father has given me will come to me and none of them is lost. But Judas is carried that the Scriptures might be fulfilled. And I'll raise them up at the last day. Now, you're, you said a while ago you were Christians. What made you a Christian? Because God called you before the foundation of the world to be a Christian. And you become a Christian. Then you got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. You got eternal life. Why did He give you the Holy Spirit? As a seal of your faith. You had faith first. Now, you say, well, you said a while ago about Billy Graham and them hollering. How many wants to accept Christ as personal Savior? Raise up your hand. Is that all right? Certainly that's all right. That's good. But that's just beginning. Then if you really believe it and really have accepted it in your heart and are taught right, then the Holy Spirit will come as a circumcision that He give Abraham after his faith. Amen. A confirmation. Now you hear people say, let's have a tearing meeting. Glory to God, let's go back and say, glory to God, let's tarry for the Holy Ghost. There is no such a thing. Tarry don't mean pray. Tarry means wait. How many knows that the word tarry means wait? Jesus said, wait up there in the city of Jerusalem till I, until the promise is given you. I don't know what they were doing. It's probably praying. I don't know. But never did they have a, to wait after that. While Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. All that, and when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Is that right? See, no waiting. The Holy Ghost was there. And give them the baptism of the Holy Ghost and confirmation of their faith. And God had Abraham circumcised and confirmation of his faith. And uh, what was it? What is the Holy Ghost? Somebody tell me what the Holy Ghost is for. It's a sign. Is that right? What was circumcision? A sign. Is that right? A sign. God give a sign that he had accepted Abraham. For circumcision. And when you say, I believe God, I believe Jesus Christ, then God gives you the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a sign that He's accepted your faith. Hallelujah! And then you're sealed in the kingdom of God, not till the next revival, but until the day of your redemption. Ephesians 4.30 Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you're sealed until the day of your redemption. There you are. Now, quickly, about five minutes longer, let's go over to Genesis 45. Now, I want to take a, a wonderful little shortcut here to bring these children of Israel right down into the place where we pick them up tomorrow night and take them out. I'm sorry to be a little late tonight, but I had to get this starting off first. Now, 
Abraham received the promise. Isaac come along. You know the sacrifices. I've tried to give you back that that church back there calling out election was of God just like it is today. He called Abraham by election. He calls the church by election. He gave Abraham the promise. Abraham believed it. And he calls the church today. You believe Jesus Christ. Then the first you believe. And then God had Abraham and his children, his seed circumcised as a sign. And he gives you the Holy Ghost today as a sign. What is the Holy Ghost today to a human being when it comes? It's the circumcised. Didn't, didn't Stephen say so in and, um, Acts the 7th chapter when he said, Oh, you uncircumcised the heart and the ears, you always do resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. Is that right? And the Holy Ghost is a circumcision. And what circumcision do? Cuts off surplus flesh. All the things of the world. It circumcises you away from the things of the world, the love of the world, the love of the flesh, the pride of life. It just circumcises you from that. You have nothing to do with it. It does it itself and puts you in love with Jesus Christ with an undying love. There's nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Paul said perils and trials and prisons and everything else. Nothing present, nothing future can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. And He's called you circumcise you, put it you in Him, and predestinated your eternal destination. Amen. If that oughtn't to make Christians shout, I don't know what would do it. If that wouldn't wake the man up and it's in Christ, I don't know what would take to wake him up. I believe he's twice dead, plucked up of the roots, don't you? All right. Now, then he called, then he brought his seed down. The next thing he come down to Abraham, and then through Isaac, and then through Jacob, and then from Jacob to Joseph. Now watch, if we had time sometime to go into this, we will, but not now. Look, election is in Abraham. Do you notice just those four patriarchs, and then it ceased, broke up, went out the twelve patriarchs and tribes, tribed off. Is that right? And will never did return again till it returned in one, the seed of Abraham. Then it come into the human being, which was Christ, but was glorified here on earth, and lifted up into God and the Holy Ghost come back to spread the whole nations to fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord as deep as the heavens. and oh, That's the Holy Spirit today. Now watch. Election in Abraham. Justification in Isaac. Grace in Jacob and perfection in Joseph. There's not one thing recorded against Joseph. That's the perfection. The three earthly stages of the pilgrimage of the children of Israel and the fourth was when they went into the promised land, which was the millennium, and the three stages of the Gentile church. This week, God being willing, I can bring it through the Bible and show you that we're in our third stage now, ready to go into the millennium in the time of Joseph. Now, watch when everything heaped up in Joseph. What? A perfect man. The one who was born of his father, loved of his fathers, hated of his brother. I'll look quickly now because I've got to hurry. Give me your uninvited attention. Loved of his father, hated of his brother, the Lord Jesus. Watch Jesus acting out in every character in there. Look at Joseph, the perfect one. Or oh, we could spend weeks on him. Look, hated of his brother, loved of his father. Why? He was a spiritual man. He saw vision, could interpret dreams. He was spiritual. His little his brother said, Nonsense. Get away. I look at the churches today. Watch the spiritual side. The Lord Jesus in his church today, he's hated by all the offsprings. 
see? Just exactly. Made fun of. Call them fanatics. Everywhere. Well, it has to be. Here's the antitype. Here's the shadow of it. You say, well, Brother Branham, if I receive the Holy Spirit, they'd all laugh at me. Well, if you didn't, you didn't receive it. You have to be hated of the world. Jesus said they called the master of the house Beelzebub. How much more would they call his disciples? See? They're the household. Now, he was... And watch. Then he was loved... And his father... Wish we can't move the, leave from this. His father gave him a coat of many colors. Is that right? Now, if you watch that robe without seeing, which represented the Holy Spirit that covered his being. And today, it's the Holy Spirit that covers the church the robe of many colors, and there's seven colors in the rainbow. See, and that's seven perfect colors is all the colors we have. And they blend together, making the rainbow, and a rainbow in the Bible means a covenant. And God made His covenant with Noah for no more water, but the fire next time. He gave Him the rainbow sign, and we still have it. Is that right? Now, if you turn, if I had time to get these other scriptures, to Revelations, the first chapter, and when John saw Him standing, one like unto the Son of Man, standing in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which was the seven church ages, and we started off with Ephesus and ending up in Lady Osea, the lukewarm church age, where we are now, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Going to church and having people come in and saying accept Christ and putting their name on the book, but denying the baptism of the Holy Ghost and power and miracles and signs and wonders and making fun of it. And Lady of Sin Church Age, which is spewed from God's mouth and the elect taken up. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, something gets into my soul when I think of it, friends. Oh, the world in its condition today. And there he was, standing there watching. And he was to look upon as Jasper and Sardis stone. What was Jasper? Was Reuben stone. What was Sardis? Benjamin, the first and the last. He was to look upon as the first and the last. And a rainbow around his head over the seven golden candlesticks. A rainbow, a covenant that God had made through Abraham, through Isaac, through Christ, through the church, by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the robe of the seven colors that was upon Joseph, that's upon Jesus, that's upon the church today, protected. The body was covered up by the robe. And the church is not you, it's the Holy Ghost has got you covered with the blood. God's covenant predestinated before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah! I just had to let that out. All right, it's about to burst me. Notice, let me tell you, you might think I'm crazy. If I am, I'm happy. Leave me alone. All right. Let me tell you something. Oh, how can I keep from being happy and know what I know? How can I hold it and know what I know? I'm trying to get it to people. My, it make anybody happy. My, all right. As we get to the end of this episode, we shall end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that it is eternally true. We pray, Father, may you help us to take what we've learned today and practice it in our lives. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. 
to make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
eternally And though the battle here is raging With eyes of faith I see The bride of Christ, New Jerusalem Oh, what a glorious city Nothing is going wrong, saints Just stand still and see The mighty hand of Jehovah God In the lives of you and me Standing here, serving God with all everything. Then He promised us a new body change. Can you feel it now? Can you feel it? It is your teopening. There's a voice inside of me saying, We believe in soon. So press on by the grace of God, and we will make it through. We couldn't hear the secret things We wouldn't be still standing here Serving God with all everything Didn't He promise us a new body change? Can you feel it now? It is your theophany There's a voice inside of me Saying we believe in soon Press on by the grace of God. 